Well, happy Sunday, everybody. Um, glad you tuned in. You were smart enough to tune in to Access Radio Live. Um, this is Ryan Hayes. I'm going to be your host for today. Um, before I start, I want to welcome back our sponsor, String Smart. String Smart is a TV box that streams in HD with no monthly fees and no contracts. The String Smart receiver will give you access to movies, TV shows, live sports, pay-per-view events, live streams of your favorite TV channels and 3D movies, all in HD. Did you hear that? That means you can get rid of your cable bill. Get rid of your cable bill. Get rid of your satellite bill. This is the new thing for the future. String Smart. Go check it out. Football season is upon us. So you want to be able to watch the game and get the guys over, and you want to be able to watch the games that are blacked out. So when your favorite team is playing across the country, you're not able to watch it because they're going to show this, the, the, the next local team on this side of the country. Well, you can skip all that because now you can watch them both without having to get the NFL Sunday ticket or NFL that or NFL network. Get string smart, and you can see all of this at one time. Also, our other sponsor, Garden of Life Organic Pro- Protein. Now you can unlock the, the nutrition and power of living seeds and grains and raw protein from Garden of Life, a certified for certified organic raw protein and vegan powder. Guys, this stuff is good for you. Garden of Life products are designed to let you take control of your health. At Garden of Life, they believe that premium nutrition goes beyond the ordinary. Your health is a gift. Extraordinary health is a goal worth pursuing for you and your family. Now, I want to talk a little bit, and I just I have to say it because it was a it was a it was a very fun experience for me. So the, you know, I I'm not big on you know a, a lot of a lot of rap, but Last night, I got to go to the J. Cole concert. Um, you know, um, J. Cole, you know, it, it, it's funny because I want to explain to, to people that don't know anything about this guy. So he grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And so he, he worked apparently at a local skating rink. I think he went to Terry Sanford High School, which is in Fayetteville. He works at this skate rink. Um, and then out of you know out of nowhere he decides to guess once he graduated high school he was going to go up to New York uh, to pursue a career as a rapper. These days rappers are a dime a dozen. Everybody wants to be a rapper. So it's like how can you set yourself uh, aside from everybody else to make people want to listen to you? Um, to the best of my knowledge, um, he made a CD or a mixtape that was played in front of uh, Jay Z and Jay Z. Jay Z loved his music signed him on, and the rest is history. So he comes back to Fayetteville for the, for, for the first time to do a concert. While up in New York pursuing his dream, apparently his, uh, his mom got evicted from her house because her loan got foreclosed on, and he was upset at himself and being selfish for not, you know, being down there to deal with her while she was going through those tough times. But anyway, so he's coming back to Fayetteville, and I go with uh, 
this kid, Ethan Nasco, who's a wrestler at West Forsyth, a kid I've known since he was in seventh grade, good friends with his family. Uh, and so he, you know, I take him because I got comp tickets. Well, out of nowhere, they're playing a they're, they're playing a song by Drake, another top artist, and the whole crowd goes wild. So we're only expecting Big Sean and, and, and J. Cole, but then Drake comes on the stage. I like Drake, so it's pretty good for me. But then after Drake performs about three songs, here comes Jay-Z. Jay-Z is actually an artist that I followed since I was a kid. So that was really, really special moment for me. And the whole concert in and of itself is great from the lighting um, to, to all the whole shock and awe of everything. It, just, it was just a great concert. It will be a very, very memorable experience for me. Now, on with the show, I want to tell you about who I'm going to have on. It's Mitchell Berry. He's a middle linebacker. Uh, for for the West Forsyth High School football team located in Clemens, North Carolina. This kid is another kid that I've known since he was in the eighth grade. He was a, a, a football player for the Forsyth County Broncos, which is a youth team in that area. I've seen this kid work. He's always dedicated himself to sport, and I'm always a fan of a kid who works hard for what he has. You know, it's easy. When you're talented, it's easy for you to just catch on to things because you're talented, because you're athletic. Well, Mitchell's a kid that has to work, that has to work hard for everything that he has. So I decided, you know, I want to get this kid on because he's a starter. And and the story behind this kid is, is that he starts out, he's playing JV football at West Forsyth and he, as a freshman. Uh, he's a standout guy on defense. He, he's making good plays and, and, you know, just being pretty – he's a pretty good JV football player. But, you know, it, it's JV. So, I mean, JV is where you develop yourself to get on the varsity level. Well, so he goes into a sophomore year. He plays a couple games on JV. Um, the linebacker on varsity, apparently, to the best of my knowledge, he gets injured, and then, bam, they bring Mitchell Berry up where he actually has a pretty good season as sort of a starter-type spot starter on varsity. Now he's a, he's a, he's a permanent starter right now at linebacker uh, on the varsity team as a junior at West Forsyth. And what you guys got to realize is that when you work hard for all you kids that play sports, and this is, you know, this is athletics in general, when you play a sport, you have to work hard because your time may not be now, but you never know when it might come. So the the head coach at Clemson said, the head football coach at Clemson said, it's better that you prepare for the opportunity even if it never comes. So that's what you all that's what athletes that's what you all need to do because you never know when your time will come you never know when somebody goes down in that athletic contest and the head coach turns and looks at you and say hey get in at linebacker or hey get in at right tackle or get in it at at cornerback whatever it is you have to be ready now after the commercial i'm gonna have mitchell barry on 
So what's going on, Mitchell? How you doing? Good. All right, Mitchell. How about uh, you? Did you, did you, I, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, I assume you were listening in to what I said about you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Freight. No problem. No problem. For those that don't know me, he said the name Freight. My name's Ryan Hayes, but I have a nickname. Everybody calls me called Freight Train. I've had it since I was uh, 15 years old. Here I am at the age of 33, and everybody still calls me that. Um, thank you, Chris Penix of Reagan High School, who was at Reynolds at the time when I got that name. Coach Penix, I love you. I love you, man. But, yeah, so that's where I got that name from. But So, Mitchell, to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your football background. Well, I started playing uh, football when we moved from Pennsylvania down here when my dad got a new job. At first, I didn't – I mean, I was okay with it. I was getting into it. I think I started when I was nine. And I was just one of those typical kids. Like, I kind of just played it because it was fun. And I never thought I'd be playing it when I get to high school. But then year after year, I started just gaining more love for the sport. And then a couple coaches, like, along the way kind of, like, told me I wasn't good enough or kind of just, like, wouldn't play me a lot. And then me being me the attitude I had, I wasn't going to let them show me or tell me that I wasn't good enough. So I was like, I'm going to keep playing football just to prove, and I'm going to work on it to prove that I'm good enough. And then now I'm where I'm at today because of that. So entering, going into high school, you know, your first time, you know, wanting to play JV football, uh, what you know? What was your thought process? I'm a freshman. Nobody really knows who I am. Uh, what what motivated you to sort of be where you are right now? Well, I remember when I was a freshman, I I knew coming in, I was probably not going to see the field a lot, but I wanted to play. So during practice, I would be whenever varsity was on the field practicing, I'd stay off to the side while everyone else was talking on the sideline and I'd be listening to the coaches telling them the varsity players where they had to go and telling them what they did wrong and how to fix it and I was trying to just memorize it and then uh, I think it was again after East, that's when I finally started starting and it just like all doing that really helped out because then I started remembering everything the coaches were telling the varsity players that they messed up with, and it just kind of, like, came natural. Being a linebacker, to people who may not know a little bit about football, tell us a little bit about the position and your major responsibilities. I mean, as a linebacker, you're the leader of the defense. It's just like the quarterback of the defense. For us, we have to make sure the defense alignment are set up. We have to make sure we're set up. We have to get the call, make sure everyone knows the call. We have to read. We have so many reads as a linebacker, and then plus you have to listen to the secondary to get the coverage. It's it's a tough position. It's for the the strong 
and the strong-minded. It's a, you have to be smart playing linebacker. You guys played uh, Walkertown High School. It was a a shutout, and so basically the defense played well. I think you ended up, you know, with about uh, seven or eight tackles. Um, tell me a little bit about that performance. Uh, defensively and offensively as a whole, we played phenomenal, I think. I mean, there was a few mistakes here and there, but everyone went where they're supposed to, and it showed that we can play. My, but, but me, I, I, I mean, I played okay. I missed a couple reads. I, I think I missed one tackle, but I know I can play better than I did at walk down. I mean, last game, AC Reynolds, I think I had like 13 tackles and like eight assists. And that's how I expect myself to play game in and game out. So it was an okay performance for me, but as a team in general, we played outstanding and it shows on the scoreboard. Playing a team like Walkertown, I mean, it's no secret. Everybody uh, already knew that you guys were way better than Walkertown. And it's not that, you know, you guys were the better football team, but see, Walkertown's the smaller schools where Walkertown had a limited number of football players. I could tell where Walkertown was, where they start to deteriorate was because their players got tired versus you guys can can get other guys in a rotation to give the starters a breather for a couple plays and bring them back in. Of course, Walkertown didn't have that. And that essentially, and, and, and the fact that they were just inept was the reason why West Forsyth had this blowout. Now, moving forward, you got this big game coming up against East Forsyth. Um, East Forsyth is coming off a win against Reynolds, like 42 to nothing. Does, is there anything about playing a team like East Forsyth that makes you nervous? I I mean – I think the only time I got nervous for a football game was my first game of varsity. But, I mean, it's just, to me and for everyone else, it's just another game. And then playing East, though, I, it motiv- motivates our team to want to play better because East is another one of those rival games to where it doesn't ner- make us nervous. It just motivates us to we want to play to the top of our level to compete with them because East is a good football team. And so what do you expect from from East? What do you, do you know anything about the offense that they run? Do you what what do you know about East? Well, I was watching film last night for about an hour and it seems they their offense they have some athletes on the field, their receivers, their backs, they can get it done in open space and their offensive line is pretty big. But I mean, if we can if we can play like we have been and we have a good week of practice and we go in there and we go motiv- get motivated, like we have been the past couple, two games against East, I think we can get it done. But, I mean, we have to have a good week because they're a good football team. Football itself, what do you enjoy the most about playing the sport? Yeah, that, that, that's a hard one to choose from. I mean, there, just everything about the game is awesome. I mean, I, I like the mental part, like the preparation for the game, watching film and practice, getting, seeing their plays 
trying to find keys that the offense or that they give away, like maybe the running back, whenever he's up in front of the quarterback, it's going to be passed. If he's back, it's going to be an inside run. Like just finding things like that, I think it's fun. And then it helps you out when you get into the game because then you remember it. So then if you're in the game, you see that, and it just comes natural and you react to it. You you said you used the word preparation. How do you prepare for a football game? How do you get into that mood to be able to to to, to be able to go into the game Friday? That that focus, that calm, if you will, like the whole calm calm before the storm kind of deal. Well, it it starts Monday. It starts. You got to be prepared when we're in practice. You have to be focused, watching film and practice. And then when it comes game time, you ha- I try to, like, keep I- – I like to put my headphones in, kind of focus, but then afterwards, after I'm, like, dressing before the game, I like to get the other linebackers in together and we go over keys, we go over plays, and then we kind of, like, work on each other with, like, getting off blocks. And I just like to try to stay focused. I don't go on my phone or anything like that except for when I'm on my music. And I just try to, like, block out everything else and just focus for football on, like, those Thursdays and Fridays. What do you feel like has been your biggest accomplishment so far in football? Uh, I think, honestly, my biggest accomplishments haven't came yet. I still got a lot more, all my hard work. I still got some good years ahead of me, I hope. Right now, I think probably – the best moment for me was when the coaches pulled me in last year as a sophomore, and they told me that I'm not on eight quarters anymore and they're going to have me playing full-time. I can't, I, words couldn't describe how excited and just happy I was for that because I knew all my hard work had paid off from that moment on. But then I knew I had to keep working to stay there. Well, in your training – what what are one or two things that you do that are keys to your success uh, out there on the football field? Uh, my dad and Coach Spees, the guy I work out with, they always tell me pay attention to detail, and I like to do that with everything I do, whether it's in school, sports, or anything. I just I have to make sure everything's perfect. When I'm running, when I'm hit, even playing baseball, I have to make sure everything is perfect. And if I have something wrong, I try to fix it, whether it's like doing the rep another 50 to 80 times or it's something like that. It's just I always have to make sure to pay attention to detail. Um, you brought up the name, uh, Coach Spies. Uh Derek Spies, um is a, a, a speed and strength kind of conditioning coach that you've been working with. Tell me a little bit about him. Uh, coach Spees is like another father to me. I love him to death. I started working with him, I think, January, late January, and he's a an Olympic speed skating coach for, uh, and he just started up at Wilson Park over by Southwest, that I was the first person to come to him. And at first, 
like he said he just kind of like you could tell he kind of was just like seeing stuff I was doing wrong and he was like oh this kid's not gonna be that good and then I started keep coming to him and then after like every day every every day I came to him and I started just really getting proving and now he calls me his son and he's just he's just an amazing guy I mean he like my dad, he pays attention to detail, and he expects greatness from everybody that comes up and works with him, and he's just a great guy, and he knows what he's doing. I mean, he, he's helped out so many kids, including me, with uh, with their sport. I mean, he's just an amazing – same with Coach McConnell, the guy that works with him. He's another father figure to me. He's just – they are just great guys. Um. At West Forsyth, Adrian Snow is the head coach. But before I get started, i got to add this in. Uh, Adrian Snow was the offensive line coach at R.J. Reynolds High School in the late 90s, and he coached me. So here's my here's – my, and i got a lot of – I got a lot of Coach, coach Snow stories, but here's one of my favorite ones. Okay, so it's – at R.J. Reynolds, we practiced at Haynes Park. And Haynes Park, there's a baseball field for our varsity baseball team. That's where we were at. Um, we were in a blocking drill, and instead of me trying to block my opponent, because I was a wrestler in high school as well, I did a lateral drop, which I won't explain to everybody what that is, because if you don't know wrestling, you simply don't know what it is. It's just a throw. Well, Obviously, I wasn't supposed to do it. So Coach Snow sends me, he he tells me to run from the football field to Wiley Middle School, which is about a good five to 600 yards across the park. Well, what Coach Snow doesn't know that I will say now more than 17, later, 17 years later, I actually ran about 200 yards to where I was out of sight, sat down for about two to three minutes, and then ran back. So he actually thought I ran up there to the school. I'm sorry, Coach No, but I didn't. But now we got that out in the air. I just I just thought I had to tell that story. But as far as Coach No, Mitchell, what impact has he had on you? Uh, I mean, he's had a huge impact, him and all the other coaches at West. They've helped me out to shape me to the man I am today. They've they've made my uh, football talent and my football IQ go up from that Pop Warner type, like just go out and tackle someone, to they've brought me to where I actually know the game and I know my situations much better than I thought I could ever know, know them. What's... What's the best advice that someone's ever given you that's motivated you? Uh, I think it was my dad. Whenever I tried out for the middle school baseball team and I didn't make it, he pulled me over to him and he just told me, you don't let these people see you like this. You go out there and from this moment on, you do not let them uh, think that you're going to be defeated like you are right now. He told me, he's always told me that you got to work for what you want 
and I always I always give my dad credit for that because he, you know, I might argue with him sometimes. He's always helping me with advice like that. It is, I love him. Um. So, where do you draw? Where do you draw your inspiration from? All the coaches that have told me and told as told and have told my dad that they think I'm unathletic and will not be able to play at a high school level like they did. I mean, that I always just that sticks in my mind, and I've not forgotten about that ever since the day they've told me that. I mean, they've even couple of coaches have told me that to my face and I've not let that like get out of my mind. I just it stick, sticks in there. Um what what's been your 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 greatest thrill in a game? Uh it was probably so there's two of them, Reagan and North Davidson that they, it was just so unbelievably amazing the crowd especially in Reagan I think we had I think our punt got blocked and then Marquise Bodney picked it up and nearly scored it was just the and I was on the punting team at that time it was just like down on the field it was so loud like it felt like the ground was shaking it was just awesome and then that game we I think we ended up losing which I, I mean I that's still in my mind too and it was just that whole game, you were just, like, on your feet and you couldn't make a mistake because if one team made the mistake, you ended up losing the game. Well, of course, I'm going to have to ask you about what would be the game that you just wanted to forget about that you just played horrible in? Uh, it might have been either – the Davy game last year, I think I missed Kate Carney, the running back at that time for them. I think I missed like three tackles on him. Or my freshman year against R.J. Reynolds, it was just that triple option got me. I just had no idea what was going on on the field. I got you. Well, as a middle linebacker, do you know do you know how to defend a triple option now? Oh, yeah, like last year against Reynolds, I did better. It's just I more as a middle linebacker, you really just got to kind of like fill the A gap, the watch fullback, and then just kind of flow, and you got to make sure you use your hands when you're flowing to get off the lineman just in case the running, the quarterback decides to keep it. Because then as a middle linebacker, you have fullback, the quarterback on the option. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was able last year. I did a better job against the triple option against Reynolds. You know, Mitchell, man, I I I, I love watching like a good triple option offense. Uh, I love watching Navy. I love watching Air Force. Um, Air Force, you know, like, when I was when I was in high school, uh, uh, I played up under a guy at Reynolds named Alex Mebbin, and we ran what you call a very option. Um, out of the uh, out of the wishbone, which is kind of forbidden, almost out of the, uh, the the playbook of Air Force. And it was, the only reason why I like it is just because sometimes if you if you don't know if a defense doesn't know how to play the option, they look so stupid, and and, it, and it's so funny. I mean, the, the the problem is with a triple option, 
is that you better have a tough quarterback because when that when that quarterback goes to pitch the ball, he's going to get smacked. And But, you know, he's pitched the ball, so he's giving it to that running back who hopefully is taking it to the house. Or uh, he, are you for – are you familiar with what what a mesh? Do you know what a mesh is? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of familiar with it. Okay, so uh, a, a mesh is kind of what a uh, what a quarterback would do uh, with a fullback. He's kind of you know he's kind of getting to that point to that point where either he's going to kind of give it or or it. keep it or go out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah. That's, Anyways, that's what a mesh is. But yeah, I mean, it's that whole deal that goes in there and, and getting a you know, getting a triple option offense in there. So just it's just hard to you know you got to be a smart quarterback to be able to do that. And there's like different kinds because now we're on the option. I really got I really like to talk about. So now, you know, it's different kinds of options. You know, when I played actually um, against, you know, they had a carver back in the day used to have what you call a wing T option, and they were they were just successful at that just across the board. And 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 then East Forsyth had almost like a, a, a wing T option back when I was playing football. But anyways, you know, I love option football. But you know, if, if you don't if you don't know how to if, if you don't know how to play against it, you know, it can make for a, a, a rough night on a on a Friday night. But Back on you, like if you wasn't playing football, what what would you be doing? Well, I mean, I also play baseball. I mean, I guess like I'd be putting more focus in on baseball, but also, I mean, like I also kind of just like like I'm kind of like that nerd kid. I always like doing math and all that. I'd probably be doing that. Like, so I didn't go to football or baseball. I'd want to be like an architect or engineer type person. Like, it's so football or baseball doesn't work out. Like, I already got, like, NC State. I'll be going to for engineering. I mean, I just, like, I, as I was as a kid, I always enjoyed math and kind of, like, the, the Legos, just, like, building stuff and trying to build, like, houses and all that. I remember my mom said, like, that was all she ever bought me from ages, like, one to five. That's all, like, all I ever played with, too. Coming all up, you'll just be a nerd. I, I mean, I guess you could say that, but I mean, the the, the nerd that makes a lot of money. Hey, Mitch, you know I got to mess with you, dude. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, like outside of football, you know, you mentioned you're two sport athlete. Outside of baseball, what is it that you like to do for like fun? For fun, I mean. For me, for fun, it's just, like, doing football, baseball, and then working out. But, like, other than that, I like hanging out with a lot of people, like Ethan and my boy Zach, if he's listening in. I like hanging out with all the guys from football. It's just you always got to make sure you have those close friends. And, I mean, they're they're close friends. I mean, like, they're probably, like, the few that I would always like to hang out with. Um. Who is a player? You know, rather rather it can be rather it be high school, college, or or or, or the pros. But what's a player that you've kind of learned learned from? Well, coming into this year, 
I, like, really enjoyed watching Scooby Wright from Arizona. That kid is just a tackling machine, and as as a high schooler, I, I think they said he was only a two-star recruit. And on his Twitter, he has, like, two-star two star Scoob. I mean, it just kind of, like, resembles my story. And then watching him this year, like, it kind of, like, emulates my playing style because he's not that tall he, he, and he's not that fast. But, like, he has that motor on him that just keeps going. And then also, I like, freshmen and coming into ninth grade and then eighth grade, I just love watching Luke Keekley too. He's a tackling machine, and he's the same way. He just has a motor that doesn't stop. Is so is is that is is Keekley the uh, the linebacker for the Carolina Panthers? Is that somebody who you kind of try to, you know, tailor your 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 style of play after? Oh yeah, I mean, he's just like again, just one of those guys. He may not be the biggest. And he may not be the fastest, but I mean, he just like he will give you a hundred percent effort every time. And if he if he's going wants to tackle you, he is going to do everything in his natural ability to get you down. And that's that's how I want to play. And then he just he's one of those quiet, doesn't like to talk a lot of. Well, and that's how I like to try to keep myself. What do you feel like you need to work on to better your game? Um, well, yeah, it was speed. I got to get faster. That's why I'm seeing Coach Speed. And then probably, like I did in Walker Town, I just I try to rush myself, rush the keys. I'll see the running back come at me and just want to instinctively go and fill the hole instead of going from him to the guard and the tackle and seeing what the guard and tackle is doing and just kind of slow it down. Like our coaches say, don't go till you know. That's probably like the hardest thing I have trouble with because if I see the running back coming my way, I just want to kind of just fill that hole as quickly as I can. But I got to learn to just try to like stay back and read my keys and then go. You know, what I what I noticed at the, the game that I saw um, at West Forsyth is – uh, the student section at West Forsyth is tremendous. I've never seen anything like that in a high school sport in, in, in my life. That being said, how does it feel to hit a cheer from all the supporters up there, the the other parents, the the staff, the the, the, the students? How does that make you feel? Uh, I love it. It was just we had kids like Chad Rains and – other kids that were just telling us football players that he's they're going to make sure they get the student section hype this year. And we tell him we'd see it. We have to see it to believe it. And, I mean, he, he, he got it hype. It was just unbelievable. I've never, in my three years of playing football at West, I've never seen the student section just that rocking. It was just unbelievable. And as a, fo- a player, it really motivates you to just want to play good and just get the W for the uh, people that showed out to watch you and they're cheering you and losing their voice to cheer you on. With, with, with football, football is like always like that popular sport. Um, I, would, I would venture to say that probably not a kid in that school 
that, that doesn't know who you are. So that, you know, how do you balance all that sort of being the football players, especially the ones that play a lot, being the celebrities of the school? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you balance that? Well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the celebrity yet. I still got to be playing good. I have, I still got to earn my stripes. But I mean, I just try to act the same at school. I just, I'm at school to focus and at, get better academically. So I'm not really trying to run or walk around, strut, and think I'm the coolest. I'm just trying to really go to school and learn. Um, how do you how do you balance like the 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 schoolwork and the the practices and you know trying to find time to hang out with your friends find the happy medium and all that? It's 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 hard to do that. I mean, you like you gotta kind of put priorities. You gotta make a list of that. Just like for me, it's God, family, then school and sports, and then friends, and you got to just try to stick with that. Like, if I understand, like, if your friends want you to hang out, but you have homework or you have practice, you got to kind of put that ahead of that. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard, especially with if you get that one teacher that just, like, gives a lot of homework and doesn't realize that you have a sport or two sports or three and then you got uh, like a club or something. They just don't realize it, and they're just giving you like three, four essays to write a night. I uh, I got you. Let me uh let 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 me, let me ask you this: When you're you say you, you know you gotta do a lot of homework, what kind of what kind of grades do you make if you're you know if you feel comfortable sharing? Tell us a little bit about how you are uh how your standing is academically. Um, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a C or below on my report cards. I'm always just A, B student. I'm always trying to get straight A's, and hopefully this 10-point grading skill this year will help me out. But, like, sometimes I like to, especially with homework, like last year I procrastinated a lot, but I was still able to get the work done. But, I mean, this year I'm really working on trying to stop that and just really just get the work done when I have time. But other than that, I mean, I'm usually a B student. Do you uh do you want to play football at the next level? Oh yeah, it's just, I, I mean, ever since I started playing football and I started really loving it, I just really I, that's all I want to do. Especially, I always wanted to play at Penn State. That I mean, I, that's a dream that I'm shooting for. I know I might not get to a school like that, but I mean my dad always said just set your dreams high to where you work your butt off to get to that dream and even if you don't get it, you'll still get pretty far and get another dream that is just like even really good, just not as good as that one. That's So I'm trying to, I want to play college football more than anything in the world right now. Um, yeah, this is there's always this famous quote that said, you know, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll be among the stars. Um, when you, when you, uh, when you say you want to go to college, like, and, and you want to play sports at the next level, 
for anybody, whether it be a coach or or or, or a fan or anybody else, where where can someone follow you in your progress? Are you on any social media? Do you have a? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Tell 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 our listeners how they can follow you in your success. Twitter, I think I'm uh, MB Titans forty, and then on uh, Instagram I got Mitch Berry forty two. Um, you said on Twitter you think or do you know? Uh, I mean I don't really go on the social media sites a lot. I'm I'm pretty. Mitch, I'll give you a hard time, buddy. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, hey, listen. So uh, here's a question that it is hard. It, 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 it's one of the hardest questions I, I I ask, but it's a it, it's a question that I, that I that I was asked on a job interview. So I always like to repeat it to other people because you kind of get um, a, a a gauge on like you know somebody and 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 how they think and what kind of person they are. Uh, if you could have dinner with two people, living or dead, who would it be, and why? Uh, um, I probably the one would probably have to be Bill Belichick because he's the coach of my favorite NFL team, and plus he just the knowledge of the game that he has. Is just unbelievable. I just wanted to just dissect his mind, see just to gain his knowledge from the sport, and then probably the other one would probably oh, probably be Abe Lincoln, be just just because of just I mean he's the honest Abe, and just like I just want to try to just like bring just like emulate myself to the way he was. So. You want to have you would have dinner with Abe Lincoln, and then you have dinner with a cheater. What do you think about that whole Deflate Gate? By the way, I just want to know. Uh, how can Tom Brady deflate his ball, but Aaron Rodgers can overly inflate his ball, and it it be not and be two different rules. Well, yeah, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much. You know, first of all. Um, I, I don't condone cheating in any type of way, whether Tom Brady knew it or not, whether people on the uh, the, the equipment staff knew it or not. Um, at the end of the day, you know when you you know with the Patriots, you know they, you know it's been three or four things within the last you know four to six years that has come up where it was something that they did that was kind of like not moral, so. I mean, I guess this is kind of like the the the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, and I guess with the Packers, I guess if stuff keeps coming up, maybe you know a, a brighter light will be shined on it. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think if you're going to play a sport, play it the right way, play it the way it needs to be to be played. Um, you know, don't use a, don't use performance enhancers. Don't you know? Don't do anything that will put yourself at a competitive advantage. You know, illegally. You know, I think you, you. I think you should play the game within the confines of the rules. And if you want to get, if you want to get bigger, if you want to get stronger, then do the things naturally that it takes for you to get that way. You know, you know, do your do your your strength training and 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 speed training and conditioning training. 
but don't go use you know these illegal supplements that's that to put you at that that next level because again it it's illegal and so you know all that you know what what, what pro athletes got to understand is that even though that they don't they're they're role models even though they don't want to be it but when you when you sign up for this stuff when you become the starting athlete or, or you become that headliner athlete for that particular team, this that's what you are. You you are a role model. You, you know, you forfeit. You're famous. You know, everybody's looking at you. Everybody's idolizing you. You forfeit your your chances of being able to go to the mall and 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 walk around the mall privately without someone walking up to you and and. and and, and bugging you. I mean, that's just all that stuff goes hand in hand. And these, you know, these athletes and, and stuff, they need to kind of understand that they don't need to be going out, uh, getting DUIs and, you know, beating up on their wife or whatever it is that they decide to do because everybody's looking at them. That's the stuff that hits the news. So you, you, as a pro, you got to conduct. You got to conduct yourself in a in a professional manner. And the word professional doesn't mean just a, an athlete, but professional in general. Like you know, you have professionals on the on on the job. If you were the the, the CEO of, of of a company, you're a pro at what you do. So you got to conduct yourself in a professional manner. Um, but hey, Mitchell, you know, I, I know you got school tomorrow, and if you don't have anything else to share, man. Uh, I'm going to let you go, but I do appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Um, all right, Mitchell. You know, good luck, man, against uh, East Forsyth. I hope you have a a, a, a great week of uh, a practice and an injury-free week and an injury-free season. Um, I can't, you know, I don't want to see you go down, man. I know you, I've known you for a long time, and I hate to see something happen to you or anybody else on your team, but uh, I'll you know I hope to have you on probably later in the season. And like I said, thanks for being on the show, and we'll 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 talk to you later, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, Freight. No problem. Um, guys, that, that that's Mitchell Berry, and like I said at the top part of 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 the show, you know, you know I can't say. Uh, enough about the man, the myth, the legend, Mitchell Berry. Like if you, he's one of those kids. If you if you ever come to a a a, a West Forsyth football game, he has jersey number forty. Go up and talk to him, and within thirty seconds of you talking to him, you'll realize what kind of good and respectful kid he is. I, I always say to people, you know, that, that he's a true leader uh, of men. He would be somebody that I would that, that I would make you know my team captain. He would be somebody that I would make um, you know put over. If he if he would be the kind of person be a perfect fit uh, if he was to go to like the the army or the U.S. Naval Academy. You know he'd be he'd be good at you know being a leader. He's just got so many late leadership capabilities. You know I can't I can't say enough positive things about the kid. Um, so if you guys could come out to this East Forsyth, West Forsyth football game, check out that number 48 middle linebacker, man. He's going to be lowering the boom on people. Um, uh, so, but I hope you guys enjoyed the interview today. Um, this is Access Radio Live, 
And I'm Ryan Hayes, and I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. On Wednesday, before I let you go, on Wednesday at 8.30 here on Access Radio Live, we're going to have Chandler Brinson, who is a linebacker for the East Precise football team. So we're going to be looking forward. To, I'm going to be looking forward to that interview. Um, later later on, I'm going to have on, as it gets closer to wrestling season, I'm going to have on Maurice Atwood, who is the head wrestling coach at West Forsyth. Um, with Maurice Atwood, not, you know, if you look him up, not only is he one of the most uh, successful um, high school coaches in the area, but he's one of the most successful high school coaches in the nation. Um, he he uh, he holds currently the longest streak for the most dual meets won um, prior to leaving Parkland High School. He he and his staff they've won eight undefeated uh, state titles in wrestling. So it's going to be good to pick his brain. Also, at some point this week, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to have on. Uh, my high school football coach, Alex Mabin, uh, a guy that, I, that, that I've looked up to, um, you know, really all through high school, who who's always been there to, 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 to give me good advice. I have a lot of respect for this man, um, and I'm going to look forward to having him on my show as we talk about old times, you know, good old Alex Mabin with the, you know, Scale from one to ten, being eleven, the greatest ability is dependability. Spit in one hand, wish in the other. See which one fills up the fastest. Those were all quotes. Those are quotes that I remember that Coach Mebbin in high school used, you know, used to put up in the locker room. Um, winning isn't winning isn't for everybody. Um, uh, there's just so much I could say about you know. There's there's just so much positive stuff that I could say about Coach Mebbin. Who's who's you know just kind of helped me out a lot, um, but once again, thanks for tuning in, um, and hopefully you'll tune into the next show. And I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews today. Uh, this is Ryan Hayes with Access Radio Live.